Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots, and Bridgestone tires are now on sale through December 10th at all Sullivan Tire locations. Visit SullivanTire.com for a location near you. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. I found a stat that kind of supports you too. Like, like just a little oh, backup. I know so you don't you're gonna even hold, need them. You're gonna hold out on that, I, I would imagine. Football Outsiders does the uh, defense-adjusted yards above replacement. So it's basically like, <laughs> I know, no, I know. Why I know. Do I feel like this is not going to support my argument. I love when you take when you take one of Paul's things and then you put like a statistical thing on it. Why? why what are people doing in the background while they're talking to us? They're like rearranging their desks, multitasking, yeah, formulating agenda. All this. I want Speed to call back in so Evan can yell at him again. <laughs> Speed, who's this caller who's always coming in, and Evan just like. Goes right at him, like you know, like you're he's wrong. Any, like yeah. you've only watched Tom Brady because that was my favorite. That was my yeah. favorite part. Back from yesterday, he did not get discouraged. It's Spee and Fresno. What's up, oh. Spee? Chicken. <laughs> you call in when Evan's not here. Yeah, I don't know if I should. <laughs> you want to get smacked around again like you did yesterday? <laughs> Older gentlemen in the room are using paper and pen, and I have my cell phone to go. So this it's fits a, perfectly. L M N O P. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. But have you ever given any thought to that? Getting into coaching at some level. You flatter me. I, I don't, no, I, I don't I, think. I, I didn't don't say think you'd I be have. good at it. Don't, don't take it as a compliment. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Jaguars because I'm rooting for Derek Lawrence um, <laughs> or Trevor, whatever his name. Is. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Trevor just, Carr. Yeah. He's just <laughs> beautiful. This is Patriots Unfiltered, fueled by Duncan. Well, I figure if Jeff Saturday can be a coach, Evan can be a coach, right? Right. Well, I mean, he did play in the NFL, though. That's true. I mean, yeah, but he watches all 22. That, that is true. All right. It's Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and um, we're going to talk about the Patriots for the next couple hours. I think we're we going to figure out the offensive problem. We're going to get to the bottom of it right here today. Every two hour, every uh, Tuesday at 2 o'clock, uh, we do that, and we've got a win to talk about. Four out of five wins for the Patriots. I, I mean, they're rolling. We're hot. Hot. We're hot. Kind of. You know, we're just figuring out how to win games. Just stacking them together. Just get that win. That's all that matters. Yeah. So uh, Patriots have a bye week, obviously, this week. So they'll have time to self-scout, figure out what they need to do to beat the Jets in a couple weeks. Uh, it's Deuce. It's Paul. It's me. It's uh, Matt in the booth. I don't know if anyone else will be joining later. I think it's just the trio today. Yeah. We've got people off doing doing community things and such of that nature. Yeah. But that's all right. Evan's watching tape. <laughs> Breaking it down, I'm sure. Hopefully, he's going to figure Paul's out. Paul's dying that. of uh, the 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 croup. <laughs> the croup. <laughs> croup. Is that what it is? No, no. The grip. Oh, the croup. Yeah, I'm no. fighting it. Yeah. Fighting it a little. No one tells you about the croup when you become a new parent. I think that should be mandatory. Yeah, it's like they spring that on you. Your baby might not be able to breathe one night. You might have what croup. What? <laughs> Blue man croup. <laughs> um. All right. What do we got? I guess we should start with the win. Yeah. Twenty-six to three. Defense, yeah, defense, all over them. Yeah, kind of what I I was hoping would happen. I mean, this is, you know, it's like it, it's what it's what the Patriots defense does. I think when when teams are undermatched, just you know, the Patriots are going to come out and roll. And I mean, I think everybody has a similar reaction. That's great. I feel good about it. But we got to see it against Buffalo. We got to see it against Miami. We got to see it against the really good offenses. I have no doubt when a team's overmatched that they can absolutely pound them. And you know, I think the frustrating thing is you just you just still get that front runner vibe of. Yeah, when it's when it's easy, you guys look great. But the second it gets a little tough, you know, it's 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 it doesn't go our way, and we have trouble 
flipping the script on the game like you saw against you know Baltimore against Chicago not being able to you know effectively counter the things that they're doing well so uh, but you know still look that's amazing nine sacks Matthew Judon's playing out of his mind Uche's coming on Dietrich Wise so you know, maybe you have a little hope that, that you know, they, I mean, I think just coming out of the gate, this Jets game is just, I can't circle it enough. It's, it's, I think it's a lot on the defense on that one. They got to they force Zach Wilson. They got to get after Zach Wilson. They got to force him to make those mistakes the fourth straight time they played him. Um, but that's a team that's going to come in here. And I feel like that, saying upstairs, I feel like that's like a play-in game. Like you want to have a chance to have some meaningful games against Buffalo, Miami, those other teams. You got to beat the Jets. They're good. They beat the they beat the Bills. You know they're coming in here. They felt like they should have won a couple weeks ago. So um, I just think that's a game that I, I, I have trouble getting beyond that at this point. Sorry to jump ahead, but that's where my my mind's at. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think the defense was dominant against the Colts, but you know y- you have to talk about the other side of the ball too. Oh right? yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's not going to be good enough if if that's what you do going forward. You know, that offensive performance isn't going to win a lot of games. You know, the last the last two weeks, it was good enough against teams that were overmatched, as, as Mike said, um, and they gave you some points. You know, they've had two touchdown drives in the last two weeks. One of them was a two-yard touchdown drive. I know. Yeah, I mean, the lack of offensive, you know, touchdowns. It's um, – and – you know, yeah, they've had a bunch of field goals, but a lot of those field goals are set up by short fields. It's not even like they're driving. The longest drive they had in the game Sunday yeah. was 42 yards. Right. So it's not like they're having long drives and then, you know, getting stalled at the 10-yard line. <laughs> it's So it's alarming. It's alarming. Um, the Jets and the Colts have good defenses. Let's they face do. it. They, they yeah. have good defenses. However, you know. That's not the only two good defenses that they're going to face. The Bills have a good defense too, I think. You know, um, so they've got to figure something out. And yeah. everybody, yeah. you know, I feel this way, and everybody seems to back me up. Who's been watching? It starts with the offensive line. Now it doesn't end there, oh. but anything else you do to improve the team, the offense, isn't going to do you a lick of good if the offensive line isn't playing well. And you know, it's it's up and down. It it's not just one area. It's they got to figure that out first. Yeah, and I think it's right now people are in a race to figure out the one thing. Is it Mac? Is it Matt Patricia? Is it the offensive line? I mean, it's everything. It's everything. That's and, the problem. You know, and that's and that's it's so hard to be like, well, the pressure isn't great. Well, there are other quarterbacks in the league that face plenty of pressure, more pressure than Mac, and produce more than he does. Now, I, I like again. I don't want to say this in a way that because I feel like everybody is either Team Mac or Team Patricia as to who to blame. And I think that you know you have to start with the whole operation. And you know now at this point, it's like how do they get Mac back on on track? Because I feel like if there's plays to be made, he has to make those plays. And if there aren't enough plays to be made, but he's making the ones that are there, you know, then you really lock in. But I. As much as it starts with the offensive line, I just think I need to see him execute and to be able to to play through adversity and produce. And right now, it's just it's it, we're going on a, probably co- getting close to a calendar year now when he's last really played a, a good football game and, and looked like he was feeling it, so to say. Yeah, you know? I, and I like the way Mike said, you know, it's everything, and that's the problem because if it was just like, well, Mac Jones isn't throwing the ball well, you know, whatever, but. That that's a that's a quick fix, you know. He can start yep. throwing the ball better, but it's like Fred said, it's up front, it's the it's the pass protection, it's the run blocking, it's the receivers 
not consistently, I don't think, generating a lot of separation. It's certainly Mac Jones not reading the field as well as he did, I think, last year. Um, and even now, they, they can't run the ball. I, I agree with you, Fred, about the Jets and the Colts defensively. I think both of those teams are really good def- uh, defensively. And I'd be willing to say, well, sometimes the other team is pretty good too, except for the Patriots offense really didn't look any different against Detroit. And, and, and the, the only game that was the outlier was Cleveland. Right, mm-hmm. but I, I don't. I don't think the Patriots' offense has looked really all that much different in most of the games that they've played this year. A couple, nope. couple spurts here and there, um, but Detroit was all generated from the defense. Just like this, you know, it's twenty-five points, twenty-nine points, twenty-six points. But how much of that is always, you know, like your yeah. DVOA stuff? Yeah, you know, and maybe not directly like a pick-six like Jonathan Jones had, but you know, like you look at that, like well. They blocked a punt and recovered on the two-yard line. They said, well, that's not a defensive touchdown. Yeah, they took over on the two-yard line. It is a defensive touchdown. It is a special teams touchdown, however you want to call it. They're not generating a lot of offense. Do you realize, like, the the Colts were, like, laughable offensively on on Sunday, right? They had 121. The Patriots held them to 121 yards. 121 yards. You know what the Patriots had? 160? Like 200. Oh, 200. Yeah. you know what the difference is? Is just that they sacked the quarterback, so they lost sixty yards on nine sacks. Now, like otherwise, the the total yards would have been about the same. Now, I was thinking about that, and you know, people said, "Oh, you know, they're not doing this, they're not doing that." The play calling's conservative. They started, you know, the first three drives, you know, were first down runs. They're not, you know, open. Blah blah blah. This isn't an excuse, but it could be a strategy thing. Do you think Bill realized this is the type of game it's going to be? They can't score on us. The only way we lose this game is if we give them the ball, is if we, you know, let them score points on defense or just set them up, you know, deep in our, you know. So he told Patricia, don't take any chances. Just like, you know, live to fight another day, call a conservative game, um, and don't worry about it because. They're not going to score on us. Do you think there's any shot at that? Uh, maybe a little, but I just think it's look, like Paul said. It's always looked the same. So I, I like for them pulling off the gas. Like it looks exactly yeah. like when I would assume they were trying to put the gas down. I will say though, I, I think like I think there might be an element to Drew, th- specifically to Mac. And like I felt like when he slid early, like that didn't really bother me. I know a lot of people like really. Like no, the more I saw that. it, the more it didn't bother but me. But to me, like it just seemed. Are you talking about the the one on the goal line? Yeah, where I can't like, believe he's taking crap for that. You know, yeah. like I can't believe yeah. that he's under fire for that play. Right? No, I, I and I, mean, I, 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 I connected to what you said, Fred. I think yeah. that that's a situation where don't get hurt, don't get leveled and cough the don't ball up, just the ball, get down. Right? You know, like and so yeah. in that regard, I could see you know, especially with Mac. I mean, this was the first game he didn't throw an interception, but. I mean, that's another thing to talk about. It's just the obscene amount of turnovers that they've had this year. And that, you know, usually that's like the thing, right? Like that's, I'll just clean up the turnovers. They'll be okay. I mean, they haven't had, had a game this year without a turnover. I mean, they went, they had, look, they had five last year, five games yeah. last year. And without they should any. have had two. They had one, right? Um, I mean, J.J. Yeah. Taylor, I mean, that was my favorite play of the game. Play. Did you see him hurdle the woo! pile? It was like Mighty Mouse come yeah, flying in. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Everybody. I mean, what an effort. It was a great what play. What are the highlights? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I, I don't think, to answer your question, I don't think there's really any chance of that. that no? You know, they went into the game saying... Not, not, like, go, not go into it, but as, you know, it, as the game declared itself early on... But you on, said don't take, any, don't take any chances. Like, 
to me, that's exactly the opposite of the way. I mean, first of all, I don't think I, I would push back on the, the conservative game plan. I don't think that they were anything out of the ordinary from what I've seen for two years yep. uh, with how they called the game. I didn't see anything that's that stood out to me. Um, but wouldn't you go into a game against a team that like that? Like if you were like pre-thinking how you think the game's going to unfold, you probably would have thought the way the game unfolded. I mean, it's kind of the way we all saw it, right? I thought it would be a little closer than Mike did, but we saw a similar kind of game. Bill would say, well, let's get the lead. They can't catch us. So how do you get the lead? You 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 know, let's get off to a good start offensively. Let's get out like let's just maybe if you wanted to say it's like third and sixteen, you know what? Let's just check it down underneath. Mm-hmm. Let's not make any then I could yeah. see your conservative thing, Freddie. Yeah. You know, it, we're in a bad situation. We're not going to lose this game if we punt here. But we could lose it if we, you know, throw a pick over the middle and someone returns it for a touchdown. That that I could understand. But, I mean, they threw the ball 30 times, 34, counting the four sacks. Um, I, I didn't think it was an overly conservative approach. I think they missed plays that were available at times. Yep. Um, and I don't think they're running the ball very well right now. And that's back to your point, Fred, to start, the offensive line. Yeah. I think they need Andrews back. They need Andrews back, you know, and it, it's a trickle up thing, you know. Uh, if the offensive line's playing better, then Mac has more time. He has more confidence. Maybe he sees the field a little bit better, you know, and so he's playing better. And then that trickles up to the wide receivers, you know. And um, but it, it's all hi- it's all hypothetical, right? You know, because right. you just there's no way to prove any of it. Um, and so far, we haven't seen it. And now we're you know, by the time the Patriots take the field again, it's going to be week 10, week 11 of the season. Um, you know, we're in there now. It's not like, yeah. oh, you know, um, the Patriots are going to be a different team than we've seen already. It, it, it pretty much is what it is, you know, and they're yeah. going to just have to figure it out. The, I think the only way that I think if you have designs on winning a game in the playoffs, it's all going to come down to the defense. You know, yeah. how good is this defense when it plays – Josh Allen, uh, mm. you know, Godspeed mm. on his elbow, um, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the better oh, offense. Josh Allen won't be seeing him no more. <laughs> yeah. and, and the better offenses. Yeah. You, know, if, you know, if the defense can keep him around, you know, 20, okay, maybe you have a shot. But it looks like that's what it's going to take. Yeah. You certainly yeah. can't keep turning the ball over like you have. I mean, that's just, oh, yeah. you know, that, a non-starter. That, goes, that, that has to stop. Um, that has to stop. A couple little interesting stat tidbits. I don't I – don't, Love stats until about this point, but you know, just a couple things I thought were interesting. They get the number one starting field position in the league, so I mean, they are getting they're starting at the thirty-two. I That's mean, they're unreal. getting as better field position than anyone else in the league. Another little tidbit I thought was funny. This this is another one of those like Maddie played at the top where I find some random stat that backs up one of Paul's like random just rants. <laughs> they're they're only time they're any good at running. You want to guess when it is, Paul? Go ahead. Second and ten. <laughs> Second and medium. Like, this is another one fourth. that that our buddy gets no, mad at me when I say it every time. Like when the other team doesn't think they're going to run the ball, they generally run it well. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was funny. I mean, this is, you know, digging into football. Research. I mean, they're 30th overall on first down, 31st when they rush on first downs, 22nd when they pass, second down, they're 29th. Um, and going from long yardage, long yardage to short yardage, they're 17th, 4th, and then 31st. So <laughs> the short yardage, really tough. But, you know, when you get in that, like you said, the middle range of, like, 
10 yards, and they give them a handoff, they, they go. But there's just not a lot, Paul, that I dig through these things. I mean, 15th on third and fourth down. I mean, it's just there's no... There's no little silver linings that I can find with, with this team, statistic, with this yeah. offense statistically. And what I was thinking about <laughs> earlier was I remember in the summer looking at what we were watching and being like, what does this mean? Like, could this mean nothing right now? We're watching a, a sporadic offense. They make a couple plays down the field and then they just really can't do anything. You know, are, are they all of a sudden going to go come against Miami week one and it's all of a sudden going to look functional? And it, it looks the same. Like, this is what we've been watching now for three months. Exactly. And it was exactly the same as it is when they go into the games right now. Um, and that's, you know, and that's what I think is tough as you get to the bye where you could say, well, if we could just, if we could just do this, I don't know what to grasp onto. I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah, they can protect better, but is it like, oh, the offense start, the offensive line is, they're protecting really well right now. Mac looks suddenly very confident. Like, I, you have to break him of this uncomfortability in the pocket. It's not all of a sudden they're going to have a good couple first series and then Mac's going to be like, oh, I think I trust things today. He's in it right now. He's not seeing it. And it's not as simple as, oh, they, they played pretty well for for a little while and now he's back. Like, it's a process. And I, I just I wonder what they're going to do over this week to try to figure something out because everything yeah. points to them just being a bottom five offense in this league across the board. And we can talk about Ramondre Stevenson has been pretty good, but they're not a good running team. They're not. They, I mean, he breaks some runs off. When he's able to to get away from guys at the line, but yeah, I mean, it's like everything's Sunday, a grind. They average two and a half yards a carry as a, a grind. team. Like it's it it just hasn't been hasn't been really good. Um, you know, you go back to the summer and, and when we were doing our our training camp casts from mm-hmm. from up in the red level, it's exactly what we saw. You know, like you'd see like you'd, you'd see like a a player two. And then you'd have like two or three plays, and you'd be like, "Ooh, that wasn't good. Ooh, that didn't look good." And that's what—that's what we've seen. And it's not like they go the whole game and they don't make any plays. Like, but the problem is, when you think back to the game, like against the Colts on Sunday, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, they had that nice little screen to Jonu Smith," and then oh, like Stevenson ripped off like a ten or twelve yard yep, run right after play, that. Huh? Oh, and they, they had a beautiful like thirty yarder down the seam to Hunter Henry. When you're naming plays individually, and that's basically the entirety of the production, yeah, that's bad. You shouldn't be able to do that. No, and it's not enough. I mean, you, I mean, I just remember so many like contested catches up the sideline, and like that first day, you're like, "Woo, Devontae Parker looks like he can, you know, tough to handle one on one, and with not a lot of space when the ball is kind of tossed up to him." But then you realize, like, what we're watching right now is exactly what we've been watching, and that's maybe the most toughest part to accept is just that there's been no progress and you would expect at this point in the season that you would have something and I think that's why a lot of the questions keep popping up of like what would you say the identity is Bill you said in the past that it takes about you know mid-October to November to find out your identity do you think you know what your identity is well we know we know more than we did but I I'd I'd posit that this is one year you you know less about the offensive side of the ball than you've ever known about either side of the ball at this point in the season when we're getting into you know, mid-November. Yeah, because even like in 18, and that was the year that famously didn't really declare itself until the last two games. You know, mm-hmm. we were mid to late December, and they had those two games, and they decided we're just we're going to lean more heavily on the running game. But it wasn't like this. Mm-mm. It wasn't like this. You know, they were, they were more productive. Now, obviously, they had better players, too, so I'm not trying to pin it all on, uh, you know, just the coaching and, and all that. But to your point, it's it's everything. And, yeah, I think 
I think Mac would probably look more comfortable if he felt more confident in his protection. But does that mean he's going to play better? Does that mean he's going to see the field better? Um, you know, is that meaning he's going to like not overthrow? Because he, like, the problem would ha- is what happens. Like you made a, a point about the, his lack of comfort in the pocket, a little, you know, yeah. a couple of minutes ago. And do you think that there's a chance that maybe all the turnovers and sort of the browbeating nature of the turnovers with the coaches has like got him a little go? Like sure. that's just like the first thing he said after one of the first things out of the shoot. Like I, you know, I, I was able to protect the ball today, and that was, yeah, that was a goal. Like, and I listen, the quarterback's goal should never be, uh, you know, let's let's be a little loose with the football today and see if we can win anyway. No, I mean, I get, got to protect the football. I understand how important that is, but this is a kid who, like, three weeks ago, threw an interception and got benched. Now, it wasn't a quote-unquote benching in in mm-hmm. name, but let's, kinda. that's kind of what it was. You know, he's thrown interceptions in like six or seven games in a row. I wonder if he's a little gun shy at this point. And it's like, you know, I might have this this throw to make or I might have that throw to make, but ah, I don't want to throw an interception. I'm not going to throw an interception. You know, and yeah. he's, maybe he's missing some stuff as a result. Yeah. I just, I mean, and, and further to further that point, I just, I don't see him ever reset in the pocket and deliver the ball. It's kind of either it comes out or he tucks and, he, and he's either getting sacked or running. There's not... You know, I, I just I think that's a critical skill, especially for you know a quarterback. We know he's not Lamar Jackson, he's not Justin Fields, he's not one of these guys who's going to tuck it and run thirty yards. Right. He needs to have short area awareness to be able to find. I mean, there's a lot of times when you watch these plays and it's like, all right, dude, you got to just take a little step to your right and find the guy instead of just go right into the pressure and turtle. So I I don't so I don't know where to start. Let me I don't either, but you know. The league is, you know, sometimes it's about trends. You know, things, mm-hmm. trends happen. And to me, the tr- there's a trend going on right now where offenses are kind of being stifled a little bit. You know, offenses with better quarterbacks than we have. Yep. You know? And I'm just wondering if that's happening to, like, the Patrick Mahomes of the world. Um, it's not happening to him, no, by the way. Yeah, not him. <laughs> but He's not, he, he would not be a good example. Well, he only scored <laughs> playing 20 out of his, points last playing week. Playing out of his mind. He is, but the offense isn't scoring a lot of points. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, wow. Fred, come on. Well, how many points did he score last week? So you're going to just cherry pick one game? They, I mean, they lost to the Colts early. I mean, it, it's happening. They're 6-2. I, I know, but. I, but I'm talking about total offensive performance. I think points, I, I, I think offense is, is points is, are down. I think offense is a little down. So points I, I, are down yeah. over the yeah. league. Yeah. I think that's your larger point. You know, I just don't think that was the a good Jets figured out time. a way to stop Josh Allen. Now we, I don't know when he hurt his elbow in uh, the game. Really you know? late, really I, late. I, so we're just going to go off of like individual no, games. Like let's go off of like Tampa in be, the Rams. Uh, before you, those out. are good offenses that haven't been good all year. Well, like, don't pick the teams that, that are the most explosive. Uh, no, I am picking the teams that are the most explosive. Anybody can get stopped for one game. Okay, I am picking the, the point, uh, teams that are most explosive because their production is down in in addition to other teams. You know, But it's not. That's my point. Those two teams that you're talking about are not in this discussion. Well, I think like po- Tampa, the Rams – those teams, th- yeah. those are good offenses that have done nothing all year. Yeah, I, I just think that Cincy a little bit. Yeah, Cincy a yeah, little bit. I wouldn't put Cincy I in mean, that category. I mean, they started going, getting uh, going a little, but uh, overall throughout the league, points are down. Yes, the points are down. I would agree mm-hmm. with that. You know, and so, you know, th- the Patriots aren't immune from that. 
You know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. That there's a trend going on right now, and I don't know what it is. You know, Paul didn't al- allow me to finish, but maybe now. I we, think your larger we, point is valid. Okay, now he'll maybe he'll let I, yeah. me finish. So I don't know what's going on in for that to happen. I don't know if it's like, you know, no preseason and offenses are just not. You know, the defenses are ahead of the offenses, and maybe things will turn around. But it seems to be a trend where pr- offensive production is down yeah. this year. And I think I think the the prevalence of cover two and play, and taking away the deep ball that that might be part of it too. My my whole thing is though, I just I feel like the Patriots are outside of that margin of error. Like if they were an average offense, I might say, well, well they're, that's they're, the thing. It but trickles they're down. Like, yes. I mean, they so are. So they're not that great. Yeah. So it, it affects them even more. And they can't. They just. Know? I mean, they they can't do anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> so right. what I, do you think Kansas City averages per game? Probably about twenty eight, thirty. All right, thirty. But what? It's only the best in the league. Okay, but I'm telling you, points are down. What do you think Buffalo? The but those. But I'm just telling you that particular team isn't. Yeah. And Buffalo isn't either. Okay, but I mean Buffalo's third in the league. I mean, I don't know how the Colts managed to beat Kansas City this year. How did that happen? They won. I don't know. What, what do you mean? How yeah. did it happen? The Colts have a good defense. Okay, they have I, a good. You know, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like how did again? The, I, I don't know. How did the Jets manage how, to beat how does Buffalo? It, last how does a week? team ever not go undefeated based on your theory? I, no, I know, but like I, you're going to lose games during the course uh, of the year. Okay, okay, but I'm just saying they had a bad day. Points are down yeah. throughout the league. You know, and I'm not even talking I about guess. Aaron Rodgers and all right. that stuff. That's a mess. Right. You know, but. But I think those are the, the examples that I would use is Green Bay, Tampa Bay, the Rams. The Roms. I mean, those are teams with good personnel on offense. And for whatever reason, probably different reasons. You know, again, I'll stick to your, your larger point, which I 100% agree with. I, 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 I do think points are down in the league. But we, we could probably look at different reasons all over the place for these, you know, good personnel. We'll say on paper, yeah, those teams have good offensive play. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Matthew Stafford should be better uh, offensively than those teams have been, regardless of what your issues are. Mm-hmm. And I know there are issues in Tampa with the offensive line. I know there are issues in Green Bay with the receivers. And I know that the, there are issues with the Rams with their offensive line. Yeah, you should be better than that. And – I, I, Fred's right. I don't know what the the answer is. Yeah, I just wonder if like defenses are catching up. If there's a trend going on that offenses haven't figured out. Like I don't know. I, I don't know. It is a weird trend because it felt like in recent years that it's just offense, 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 offense. I mean, it was it was the proliferation of all these wide receivers and you know all the movement that was being made specifically where teams felt like we need to get an elite guy. Um, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably worth a. A bigger study at the end of the I mean, season look at, once look it at, plays out. Look at L.A. I'm not L.A. Las Vegas, for example. Mm. I mean, they've got some good people on that team. Probably one of the best receivers in the league, and I think Carr's a you know a, a good quarterback. They get a lead, and they keep, they. That's well, that's it. that's the weird thing for them. Yeah. Do you know they they lost a 17 point lead in the game five times in the history of their franchise. They've done it three times. I this know. Year. And they get a lead and then it just stops. Like the other team just like, like they score enough points to win, yeah. mm-hmm. but they don't score consistently. And it's hard to do it that way because like to Fred's yeah. point, yeah, you got like a, a 20 point lead. All you got to do is move the ball a little bit. The rest of the game, you don't even have to score anymore. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden they go from, we can't be stopped to we can't move. And, and yeah. like, you know, Paul's talking about the Rams and the Bucks. I mean, I'm listen- I was listening to the game on the way home, and, like, you know, the Bucks should not have won that game. 
the Rams couldn't even get a first down in the fourth quarter. And every time, you know, like, oh, the Bucks get another shot at it, and then they get another shot at it. And, well, and did you fi- see the play that the guy— I didn't see any of it. Oh, I, was, I, I was listening on the way home, and they didn't really describe it very well. I think it was, was a cup that they gave the ball in the second down, and he could have he could have gotten the first down, but he was too uh, hell-bent on staying in bounds, and he slid. Oh. And he was like a couple yards short of the first down, and then they didn't get it on third down. It's like, just put your head down, get the first down. Who cares if you go out of bounds? The first down ends yeah. the game. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty pretty good performance by by TB there, Tony well, Brady. That was Listen. brutal. Like, did you see yeah. that? No, at but, all? But I, th- they I didn't showed see that, that drive. There was th- like it was unbelievable. And how the, bad the Rams and the, were. The drive before that, he had the touchdown. Oh yeah, and Scotty oh, Miller, Scotty Miller drops the, the ball. That was you know? where I, I thought the there face. was a chance. I thought face. I thought there was a chance that Brady was going to kill somebody <laughs> or on just the walk line. off the field and say, "I'm done." That's it. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I choose not to run. I'm out. Oh, did you hear the rumors this morning? Or not the rumors, but the speculation been about uh, that he's coming back to here? Yeah, because uh, Belichick's been. Yeah. Over the oh, top, yeah, glowing been, about been, him been lately, and I guess, and I guess and Brady on his uh, podcast was glowing about Belichick. Yeah. And yeah. They're coming, they're coming back. They're getting him back together. He's going to be a free agent. He's coming back. <laughs> what, do, what would you give him? What, what would I give him? Yeah, whatever he wants. Um, <laughs> well, they won't. But I'm asking yeah. what Fred would. Give. I would give him thirty million dollars guaranteed for one year, and then we'll see about year two. Yeah, yeah, be crazy. What would, would that you? get it done? Probably not. I don't think so. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's well, he's a new, newly single guy though, so I don't know. Right? Whatever, we might we might want to be uh, out in L.A. We might want to be in New York. Might, well, uh, everybody's saying San Francisco is the obvious. That's what place. It, that's what it seems like. Yeah. What about the Giants? I just thought of that. Daniel Jones. Why wow, they got it going? Daniel Jones free agent though. Yeah. Dable. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's a you know obviously it's a very short term thing no matter who he goes to. Um, so, like, is this like a serious thing? Yeah. From who? Oh no! It's it, they were just talking about it. They were seriously talking about but it. But like though. who? You're, you're one of your morning your show. shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, your show. So, cl- like us, yeah. like just we're <laughs> yeah. just fooling around. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not like poo-pooing talk radio. I I love it. Yeah. I just was wondering if like someone had a report about it. No, no reports. Yeah, yeah. I can't see that happening. Although, uh, his oldest son Jack is going to school in Western Mass. Oh, where Deerfield? Deerfield, yeah. Uh-huh. So nice, you know. And Deerfield I and, Academy is and in there's Western rumors Mass? that he's yeah. sh- he's shopping for a place to live out there. To, was in Western Mass, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be a tough, tough, tough to find something well, out there. He doesn't have to please Giselle anymore. Where, where's Alex? She could probably give him right. some uh, some pointers. So there's a lot of you know. A lot like, of look, <laughs> they're showing the, the the Bucks now. Look at this. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> guys, they're giving him the sideline. Which is the they last were giving thing him, you want to do. They were giving him yards in the sideline. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good for Tom. Good for Tom. Yep. Good, um, for, good for Tom. But so, you know, I'm just getting back to our offensive talk. I'm just, Ooh. I'm just, you know, thinking about anything mm-hmm. right now, you know, uh, that could be a possible explanation or a contributor uh, to what's going on with the Patriots, you know? Yeah, I... And as much as I, I feel like Mac does deserve some criticism, um, I just go back to whatever we came up with in the spring. Bad idea, Jeans. It just didn't. It didn't work. I mean, I don't know how you can how you can sit here and be like, it, what we had it was a and, good and idea. And did all that work in the spring, in early summer, or most of the summer? Did that, you know, set them back? Was it wasted time? Yeah, 
I think so. I mean, well, you talk well, about the not, wide zone stuff. It's not working. Yeah. So, like, if you had spent yeah. that time on just building off last year instead, would it have been better? I, you know, I, I don't know. And then, then you get back to okay, well, but you had two coaches who weren't coaching offense here last year. Yeah. And would it have mattered? You know, what are they building on? They're they're learning right. it from the beginning. Any, you know, it's good, so, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I, 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 I don't just, know. I just don't know where you go from here because. I, I mean, I would. I think most people probably at this point would say you have to bring in an offensive coordinator and you have to have an offensive line coach, and those are two things that that need to happen to change. And I think there's a chance that they could bring in an offensive line. I coach. think so too because that protects Matty P. Well, we'll just let him focus fully. Well, on if the, the Colts can hire Jeff Saturday as the head coach, <laughs> can we hire Tom Brady as our offensive coordinator? <laughs> well, it's not going to do. Fred's anything. really determined to get Brady back on the fold. <laughs> <He's> a- anyway, <laughs> so here's my here's my prediction. Like uh, when you. You kept talking about the the defenses have been better. Yeah. Right? You know, the offenses are down. You know, It could be just the offenses are worse. It may mm-hmm. not be the defense. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't really think of it that way. But yeah. I, I do think that one of the things that everybody talks about, and, you know, I don't break down the stuff to this minute uh, detail, but, you know, like the – Two high safeties and, you know, yeah. keeping everything in front and making everybody do – you know, and so, like, really only the really, really good – so I, I think what what is maybe happening might – and I don't know if it's – it's nothing's ever as simple as that. Like, it's not just playing One two thing, deep right? safeties yeah. and all of a sudden right. offenses can't move. Yeah, like, yeah. no, it's not, it's not as simple as that. But I do wonder if this offense – this sort of a new-age offense the last, say – I don't know, eight, ten years, five years, you know, with, you know, these read options and spreads and stuff like that. Maybe defenses, it took a while, but they finally figured it out. My my prediction for next year will be offenses will now be spending the entirety of the offseason trying to figure out how to best attack the adjustments that the defenses have made. And that's the way it goes. It goes in cycles. Right. Yep. I don't even know if it's schematically. I mean, Rule, I think rules have some to do oh, with it. Oh, rules have a big, yeah. big part of that. I, I think, you know, more than just like, oh, they're playing more cover, too. I, like, it just philosophically, I think the way offenses have been going and so many of these offenses that have those big explosive plays, the Tyree kills, I mean, that, that just became such a key part. Now, maybe it's just philosophically now we just we are down to down making sure we do not get beat deep, whether you're playing cover, two, Whatever you're doing, um, you know, you're just you're m- way more concerned now maybe with – just giving up the big plays and not allowing those things to happen and, you know, ensuring you have personnel in but the back But that's end. always been the, r- the rule of cover two, right? Yeah. Is, you know, the cover two shell. Sure. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it's not like they're Minnesota. playing Minnesota. I, I remember that night yeah. in Minnesota. It was a night game, and, you know, that, that was their defense. And, you know, the Patriots had the answer to that defense. Right, because Brady, Brady, Brady would do it in 12 plays. Right, Brady would. And not make a mistake. Yeah. Brady would just carve it up, and they never changed. They just yep. insisted on doing that defense, mm-hmm. which probably it would have been worse if they hadn't because that's what they do. But, I mean, it, cover two, it, like Paul said, it forces you to, you know, take what they give you underneath and just move the ball downfield and don't make a mistake. Yeah, and be precise. And yeah. I think – when you have problems with the offensive line, Patriots are certainly in that category. But, you know, some of those other guys like Tampa and the Rams, that's probably part of the reason. Like if, if you need to go seven for seven on a drive and you're having problems with the offensive line, sooner or later you're going to have to get the ball out quicker than you want 
and you're going to miss one or get yeah. sacked mm-hmm. and get behind the chains. Yeah. So it's good stuff. We just got to figure it out. We got two weeks, right? That's it. Yeah. We'll get it. Uh, guys are probably taking off tomorrow. Um, you know, yeah. they'll have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off, and they'll be back on Monday. Practice avail tomorrow, so yep. you know maybe we could get an early glimpse of, of of getting somebody back like David Andrews. I mean, I know a lot of people are painting him as the as the savior of the offensive line. I don't know if that's the case, but they certainly were much, were better when he was in there. So I, you know, does that give Cole Strange new life? Does you know his return all of a sudden just all right? Cole's back; he can play next to David. Um, but I, mean, I was talking to, to Tease upstairs, and we was kind of like. You know, he was like jokingly, like, we got to replace the whole offensive line. And I'm like, well, what do you what do you really do in the offseason? Like, I mean, you're well, not going to replace them when if, you if you're replacing you Cole Strange already. Strange, that's that's a that's a that's a swing everybody and a loves miss. David that's Andrews a big right swing now. And a miss. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody loves David Andrews right now. So, you know, I mean, it's you know, clearly you're you're going to need at least one tackle. But I just think the coaching has to be has to be better, too, because I've seen offensive lines look crappy in the beginning of the year. And then they tend to get on the same page and they tend to start to play better with good coaching and. The blown, you know, the, certainly the blown coverages, the blown blocks, the, you know, guys, the free rushers that happen early on, those aren't happening as much. But it's just, it's not in sync, you know. There's nothing. You see those plays well executed, the timing of guys pulling and blocks happening at the right time, and the hole opening up at the precise moment. It's just, you know, it's it's not like that. It's you know, Stevenson dodges a guy, runs over a guy, and now he's in the open field, and now he takes off. You know, it's not. Oh, he just blew through that hole. I mean, I saw a couple of runs the other night with uh, with Derrick Henry, my my boy. But you know, you just you, sometimes you watch other teams and you say, "It's striking to me sometimes of, oh, yeah, yeah, we don't really see that, do we? Where it's just kind of the seas part, and, and he's gone." You know, those everything they've had to get this year, they've had to, to to scratch tooth and nail for every every last inch. Yeah. All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Uh, let's start the phone calls off with Todd, North Carolina. Hey, Todd. Hey, so do I sound like I'm in a bubble today, or is it okay? A little better, a yeah. little better, and not a lot, not as much background noise either, you know? Okay, I got it. Yeah, I've been, you know, I'm the house guy because I'm not allowed to work, and so I try to take care of the house. That probably was me doing dishes or something, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. So okay. what I'm concerned about is, is, the, is the offense getting better, and I hear a lot of talk about the O-line and all this, and I'm just like, what happened? What? Why did our O line drop off from last year to this year? Even I don't understand. Like it doesn't seem like we changed too many things. Like I, what really? Like what can we say is going wrong? Is it just coaching? Well, is it? Yeah, I mean, this, what is it? There's a lot. I mean, it's it's a, I, I like I'm scratching my head too. But I think I you know obviously right now it's Andrews. But I think a lot of it starts with Win. You know, Win was a first round pick. Okay. And right. he wasn't playing up to first-round level when he was at left tackle. And then they switched him to right tackle and moved Trent Brown over there. And you have to say that, you know, that didn't work, right? It didn't work. Um, should they have left him at left tackle and moved Win over and kept Win at right tackle? I mean, because they were better when they were doing that, you know. Um, so it's it started there. Then, you know, you've got a rookie at left guard who really, you know, if you're going to draft a guy in the first round as a guard, he better start right away and better be, you know, good. And right. he, he's had his troubles. He's, yeah. and so, you know, that's part of it. The only s- stable force so far has been on Wenyu at, at, right, at right guard. That's it. So, 
Are we at the point where we say switch Brown and win back, like reverse the tackle position? I, I, I don't think they want to do on? that because, you know, like okay. it's the situation, you know, it's I'm a with situation Todd. with win, you know, like he's gone probably after this year. Yeah, but I, 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 I would I would try it as a measure of desperation. I'm kind of with Todd. I, what what, what can, can it be worse than this? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, a lot of people are, are, are calling for on when you to go to right tackle, mm-hmm. you know. Well, yeah, who plays right Howard guard? Well, that's the thing. Like, who goes now into right guard? You know, is that Kajust? Yeah, I mean, you know? I, I think it's worth pointing out, too. Like, last year you has had— Has he ever played guard? I think he has. Kajust? Uh, I, I mean, not in college. I thought he did. Well, in, the, the other thing I'll say, like, you know, like, what has changed? I, I know everybody thought the offensive line was going to be better. They lost two starters in the offensive line, right. and they haven't played as well this year as they did last year. It's right. funny how that works. Right. Yeah. And not just, I mean, and, and two guys who have been around a while. So you're talking about the center of your line last year was Teddy Kay, who's been around forever, da- David Andrews, and, and Shaq Mason. I mean, these are you know guys who have played a ton together, know each other, and I mean, that's a great starting point yeah. to, to be. One more point to make. I just, I also wonder psychologically what that did to win. Like, did that, did they, I mean, I never really thought he was, you know, the most invested guy anyway, but... I just wonder if that if if that psychologically affected him. Where I'm like, what? No, I don't play right right tack. I'm not. Well, listen, you know, you know, we we don't really think about it as much as the players do, but it always comes down to money. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're moving me from left tackle too. to right tackle, that might affect my pocketbook when as I become yeah. a free agent. Right. You know, that's yeah. that's like to Mike's point. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Todd. Uh, let's go over to Spee in Fresno. What's up, Spee? Ain't no lie. It's the bye, bye, bye. Brett, I love a montage of you of you like complaining about the background noise and everybody's phone calls. <laughs> I, you could like cobble that together. I could be I could be worse. I'm very uh, Matt. Get on it. I'm lenient that way. People tell me I'm too lenient. <laughs> yeah, you're a very nice man. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was. The, the, you got me wistful about the Brady thing, <laughs> and I was thinking it would be like if he comes back for a year, it'd be so good until it looks like 2019 again, and we're all miserable. Like right. Um, like it, I was wondering, it, like how would Brady be with this line? You know, it'd be better, it'd but be better. I don't know how much better it would be. Yeah. You know, might get hurt. Yeah. He'd be pissed at the podium like 90 percent of the time if he is dealing with this offensive line. Yeah. Um, but 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 it's uh, I was thinking about. The defense this year, or like, you know, not to cherry pick a recent, you know, success, but they look, they look pretty good this past weekend. And then, but then thinking back to 2019, I know the boogeymen faded for a lot of reasons, but I think one of them was because the offense started to let them down, and so they were like, "What are we doing this for?" I could see the defense doing that this year. There's like, the offense does nothing, and eventually they start to kind of turtle too, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you know, let's not let's be objective about that. If the turtling happens against the Bills, let's say, with a healthy Josh Allen, then don't say that, oh, it's just because the offense isn't giving them hope. You know, we have to be objective in, in how we look at it. I, and then again, a good defense from the Jets was able to stand up to the Bills. Yep. That's true. I, 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 well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's got to be a way. Like, you know, last night, what was the score of the uh, Baltimore in uh, 27-13? 27-13. Okay. Oh, was it that much? Was it that close? I think so. Yeah, sounds about right. Oh, I thought it was a I lot closer than that. that. It was 27-13. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't see one play of the game. I just know what the score was. I, I, yeah. watched, I watched the whole first half, actually. I didn't watch any of it. Yeah. It's nice. I watched a little bit. Um, yeah. 
Lamar. But it just well, seems anyway, other teams well, are able to, you know, corral these quarterbacks better than we can. Yeah, that was. I, I mean, last night what I was watching, uh, I was focused on Demario Davis because I was just curious. I mean, he's he's excellent. I mean, and that's. I think when I look at what this team needs when they get against a quarterback like Lamar, it's that kind of guy who you know just has anticipation. And I, you know, I, I just I like Jawan Bentley. I think he's a tough inside player, and, and he definitely makes some plays. Um, I just don't know if he's that plus level anticipator, able to read through all the fake handoffs and all that shenanigans that those teams do. Now, I say that, and Lamar still had a day yesterday, even with Demario Davis out there. So it's, you know, there's no easy answer uh, against those guys. But I think that's a big thing for the defense is, you know, stalling Josh Allen. I don't know. He just kind of had an off game, I think, against the Jets. He threw a couple terrible interceptions. He got hurt at the very end. I mean, he just, I don't know. I, sometimes well, I wonder if he's just bored. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> like, listen. Thanks, there, to me. there, there is an element. Of, like I, I, I think I said it last Thursday. Like they've had some stinkers at the Meadowlands. Mm-hmm. They, they generally win yeah. them, but they're games like that. You know, let's just say the last drive of the game, they went down, they scored a touchdown, and they end up finding a way to win it. They've had games like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Now I think that there's a bigger problem there with that elbow, and that would scare the crap out of me if I were, you know, were a Bills fan. Um, that throw that he had to Diggs was alarming. Ooh. Like he's short hopping a throw yeah. and grabbing his arm, like that ain't good. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying he dealt with that the whole game. I think the Jets do play good defense, and 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 all that. But geez, I hope he feels better. No, no, I'm I'm not. I I I don't know what like I don't know how he was dealing with that during the game. I'm saying yeah. I I don't want to take away from the Jets defense is what my my yeah. point is because mm-hmm. I think the Jets do have a good defense. Yeah. I don't know if he was dealing with the, with discomfort all game. Right, but then, I don't want to take away from the Jets' defense either because my guess is if he was dealing with discomfort all game, he's probably been dealing with discomfort periodically all year. Like it didn't just happen. Yeah, well, I mean, there was one play at the end. I mean, that was like I think the second to last drive that that they showed him get kind of bent. What I saw that was what they said when it happened near the end of the game. See, that would be a, a better specific play. That would be a better case scenario yeah. for the Bills if it was like a like a specific. A hit. Yeah, that's. As opposed to like he tore a ligament. There's nothing you right. can do. He's you know. needs Tommy John surgery. I think he, I, I think he's going to need Tommy yeah. John. I think regardless, I think he's going to have Tommy John surgery after the season if he plays the rest of the way. Because I could see him just saying, "I can play through this. You know, I can run. I can make plays. Mm. Whatever." Um, but I think he's going to need to get that fixed at some point because he doesn't. I mean, that didn't look right. Now it was. A, did you see the last play of the game, Fred? No. They had fourth and twenty-one. <laughs> And he rolled out to his left and threw on seventy yards, like like right in the basket right too. To, I mean, just I mean, it was good coverage yeah. and it was incomplete. But uh, like, this is a guy who supposedly has Tommy John needs Tommy John surgery, <laughs> and he made a throw that I would say ninety five percent of the quarterbacks in the league aren't capable of making. Right? Was Tommy John the first guy to get the surgery, or did he invent the surgery? Both. No, he was the first. <laughs> did guy it to himself. He, he was the first guy to get it. <laughs> My name is Tommy John. Uh, let's go with Chris with a T I A N. Hey, Christian. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Good. I um so I just want to get your thoughts on obviously on the offense and I you know, from my point of view it's it's almost impossible for me to imagine that a team can have all these hours and days and weeks and months of practices and meetings and get progressively worse on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand it. And my question for you guys is 
you know, even when you were like looking back in the spring and in the summer and, and they were struggling, was there a party that said, they're probably not going to be that good, but there are NFL caliber players here and yeah. they should be able to move the ball and score points with some regularity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, fi- I figured, you know, okay, they're experimenting right now. It's not working. They'll go back to what they know, and yeah. it, it'll be okay. Yeah, because we know Mac can do something, right? Like, we yeah. know they've got right. something in the bag There's that something they can that go they're going to fall back to that they yeah. know they can do. Yeah. You know? And it's, it, they haven't even been able to do that no. right now. And that's what, when you were out, Paul and I were saying, like, it, it looks the same. Like, this is what we saw in camp. Like, sporadic couple plays here and there. Right. Otherwise, they struggle to, to really string anything together. Yeah. I think of that Vegas practice, like, how horrific that was, and 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 you know, another game. Um, I just keep thinking of that, and I'm like, how how could they not get better? It's it's so funny. Just, it's it's funny you bring that up. I, sorry to interrupt you, Christian, but like, like they had a oh, good okay. good end of practice drives those two days against the Raiders. Like it was probably the highlight of anything I've seen from the Patriots offense since the start of preseason, yep. and. You haven't seen that. I mean, those were like, you know, clutch situations. We're on the clock. We're on the down and distance, everything. And they and they put two touchdowns up. So, you know, I, it's, it's just funny May to have, bring it up because that was, that was it. That was May it have right offered there. us a peek into the Raiders season as yeah, well. Right. Can't stop right. anybody. Right. When, when they have yeah. to have it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all the things that you're talking about offensively, clock, yeah. you know, moving down the field, pressure situations. That's where the Raiders have failed defensively yeah. Yeah. all year. Meanwhile, I was like, yeah. they got Chandler Jones, they got Max Crosby, we're no problem. And you know, you know, and the other thing is, you know, giving credit to opponents. They have tape too. Yeah. They watch you. And in the NFL, if you have a weakness that you can't cover up, other teams are going to exploit it. And if the weakness for the Patriots is the line can't block and and receivers don't uncover themselves, don't get open quickly. Then I go back yeah. to last year. The Patriots are an easy team to defend. Well, and that and that leads me to my next point about post game guys complaining that Bindi was calling. Yeah, what was that all about? And any anything to that? Well, that was Patriots players in the Patriots locker room saying, "Like, can you believe he was calling out our plays?" Which I don't know if that's. Yeah. I think that's worse than well, if you who were said even, it. Uh, they didn't say. Wow. They they did not say specifically I, who it I was. But I thought I read it was Jacoby. My- I thought I read it was Jacoby Myers who was saying they were calling all screen. They were calling all draw. Which like I don't and think like right. I mean I do think that that happens. But I just at this point in time, sure. given what we know about the Patriots' offense, it's just got to be disheartening. Well, they do it in the press box. <laughs> getting, I mean, it's it's getting a no, little I've predictable. Done I've done it too. <laughs> yeah. Here comes a toss up. To yeah, yeah, Devontae. Uh, but that's not good <laughs> if it's true. All right, all right. You know, if, if the other team, you know, we, we've heard that in the past before. Oh, Patriots knew our plays and, you know, the oh, other yeah. way around. Like, if, if you know the other team's plays, it's pretty easy to defend. And it's just, it's like, All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Paul's Foods here. Uh, we'll be right back. More calls and emails after this. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then, we gave it massive capacity and near-zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. 
Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. 
Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. The Patriots are 5-4, and four, headed to a bye. Sack. Judon is there. He's sacked by Judon. He's going to be sacked yet again. Bell is there to the quarterback. Uchi Pickett sack number four. Comes Judon to the quarterback. Full speed ahead to a third sack. Jelani Dubai gets him at the 10. And Dietrich flies. Another sack for the Patriots. He goes down. And there's a record tying sack for New England. McMillan and Guy were back there for the Patriots. Sack number nine. Back Jones. That's how it's going. Under center, Ramadre Stevenson, the single back. Play fake to him. Jones is pressured, and he sidearms the throw to Johnny Smith. Running room, galloping to the 35-40, straight ahead to the 45. There you go. Away from a defender and tackled across right. the 50 by Leonard. Well time. Waist high snap, pressure free, left footed punt. It's a liner, it's short. And Marcus Jones is under at the handle of the 35. He cuts to the right, tries to get outside. He does to the 45 50. Right side, 45. Clip down from behind. And spilling at the Indianapolis 43. The head high snap is going to be blocked by Jonathan Jones. It's Lou Schooler has it at the five. And he dives to the three. Mack waits on the snap. He takes it from Ferentz. He backs up. He's in the pocket. He throws it to the left. It's caught by Stevenson at the pylon. Touchdown, Patriots. Takes the snap. Quick screen to the left for Jacoby Myers. Straight ahead to the 35. And he carries it across the 40, but the ball came loose. A fumble. Yep, they got it. And the Colts converge. Jones, quick throw. Down the middle. Wide open. Hunter Henry right seed. Made the catch at the 20. And he is tackled at the 15 by Rodney McLeod. Ellinger takes the snap. He's in the end zone. He's pressured to throw. Cross a little tip. And picked off by Jonathan Jones. Runs out of a tackle right into the end zone. What a day for the Patriots cornerback. The snap in place. The kick airborne to the uprights. And the line drive is good. And the kick is good. That kick is good. Get an extension. And it's good. What else is new? Nick Folk delivers for the Patriots. Now four for fourth today. Ellinger takes the snap and hands it off, and Wilkins with the run straight ahead into the pile, mercifully ending a 26-3 victory for the Patriots over these visiting Colts. I say that for this Indianapolis team. Again, they came into this season with lofty aspirations. Now they fall to 3-5-1. and one. More importantly, from this point of view, the Patriots are 5-4, and four, headed to a bye before they take on the New York Jets here at Gillette in two weeks. Hey, Patriots Unfiltered is brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors or outdoors, scenic views or city vibes, solo or family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. We heard Tom Brady might be planning his Massachusetts getaway. Western Mass. son goes to school out here. I feel like Alex is going to be really excited about this. She's going to want to like put together a whole package for him of you know places to tour, where to live. Yeah. 
Give us some real estate. Uh, webradio at Patriots.com is the email address, and there's a lot of people emailing us. Uh, Paul and Drakeit is one of them. He says, Max postgame conference has got me incredibly worried about the offensive coaching of this team. When asked about his work with Patricia and Judge, he went on to highlight how early they got here and how late they stay. The last time we heard about insane time commitments, it was about Cam. We all know how that turned out. So Judge and Patricia out next week? Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, do you feel like mentioning the hours they're here to is akin to a sneaky negative Mike-like comment on Max's part? I'm probably reading too much into it, but it's the bye week, and I'd rather not spend it thinking about the fact that the offense is still in the weird in this weird place in November. Um, yeah, I mean, like I always ask the question, like if they're here at you know dawn and they're they leave at dawn, you know, why? Yeah, why do they need to be here that long? You know, I, I laughed. Nikovich, uh, I don't know. I caught something of him on his, on his podcast, but it was just funny because he's like, "Why, why, why do they have to spend all these hours there? Like, it's just football. Like, you're just coming up with football plays." I thought that was uh, a little bit refreshing. Of, but I, I just, I can't. I, I've just been hearing the same thing out of Mac in every press conference, and right now it's like white noise to me. Of like, don't worry, we'll get it. I'm like, okay, uh, I haven't really seen any of it yet. They, but this is what they do. They throw bouquets at everybody. Everybody's the first one here and the last one to leave and That's yada, yada, yada. Am I on? Yeah. That's kind of the sneaky negative part of it to me is um, the best you can come up with when asked about your coaches, well, you know, first one's here, last one's the lead. Like, you go cliche mode? I think he said leader of men, too. <laughs> leader like, of men. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm like? <laughs> you're a man. Like, I know the email was man. being a, a little <laughs> – he, he was being a little tongue-in-cheek and – I'm not taking it entirely to that level, like sneaky Mike, <laughs> sneaky negative Mike, but that's not a great endorsement of your coaches. Like, oh, you know, yeah. first one's here, last one's to leave. Right. Like, that's the best you can, like, no, he's constantly amazing us with finding ways to get guys open and, I was, I was just you know, say. putting posi- players in position yeah, to succeed. Yeah. That's that's crediting your coaches just, with, with cliches, right. but... That's crediting your coaches with with stuff that's that's actually tangible that you could see. Just, I, right. love, I love talking ball with him. I mean, he's just got this uh, unique football mind. He's and, seen and so much. And that's the thing about Belichick is, yeah, we all know he stayed, but what when co- when players are complimenting him, it's about how he teaches them the game, how he makes it simple for them. Yes, you know, and you don't hear that right about the the, the other guys. <laughs> that's before part of the problem. before it went bad with Bill and Tom, right? Those guys constantly talked about each other right. in those terms. Yep. Not first one to leave, first one here, last one to leave. Yeah, they were both savants, you know, and they're, you know, Ernie Adams included. You know, like, that's why Belichick loved Ernie Adams. Like, they were on the same level in terms of thinking. Yeah. You know? Football conversation, yeah. I think, was how he put it. Yeah. Like, it's the start of a football and, and conversation. And half the time, they didn't have to talk. They just, and they knew what they were each saying, you know? <laughs> Um, huh? They're just mm-hmm. on the same mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Franklin and Marilyn, uh, I just wanted to chime in with my thoughts on Mac's current play and where I stand. I was listening to Paul's favorite show yesterday, and I was shocked that the declaration made by Maz I didn't entirely disagree with. Ooh. That is, while I'm not as harsh believing Mac is only destined to be average, I did and do agree with the conclusion any hopes of him becoming a top five regular MVP starter in the league are pretty much gone. Right now... I have him pegged as a Derek Carr type of quarterback, one who will look good at times, 
but his inconsistency and penchant for turnover plays will always only have uh, have the Patriots just good enough, which after 20 years of dominance, I'm fine with. I just know other Patriots fans want more. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to say anything about definitive about Mac yet to this point. Um, but I think what this season has kind of shined a big light on was that he does need it to be perfect. Like he needs everything to be right around him, and he needs to be comfortable. And you know, it's a it's a little bit high maintenance. There's not a lot of uh, backyard football in him of of just make a play or just make things happen. It's just it seems like when the structure breaks down, he can't really get around it. You know. Yeah. Uh, Chris in Colfax, California. You know Colfax at all? I know the street Colfax in Studio City, but I don't know where yeah. the actual town no, is. Sorry. Colfax, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the absolute worst thing for this team is the road we're going down. No man's land. This team needs to either win 10-plus games or get a top-10 pick. Anything in between is a failure of a season. I've been a Sacramento Kings fan my whole life, and that could be the road we're headed down. We need to find out if Mac Grayson Allen Jones or Bailey Matt Flynn Zappi can be our quarterback. I was and am a Mac guy, but I think he now kind of tops out at Andy Dalton. I think right. Zappi is Brian Hoyer at best. We should have been sellers at the deadline and sold anyone under 27 for anything we could have gotten like the Dolphins did a few years ago. Thoughts? Hashtag suck for Stroud. Yeah, I don't. I don't really agree. I mean, I, I think. I mean, I think. First of all, the NBA is something different, and that's five guys, and 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 you got a team, and there's a lot of haves and have-nots. I think there's more parity in the NFL right now, and there's no guarantee definitely. just because you get definitely true. You, just because you get a top ten pick, like, yeah, maybe one or two is a game is is a franchise altering player. I don't know past that though. Otherwise, I think you're kind of taking a swing mostly as well. So I, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather be in this point. And I know that you know we're five and four, and, and nobody's really that excited about it. But I don't. I, 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 it's much better to me to be like this than to be sitting at two wins and we're miserable and we're praying to God that we hit the, the first round pick yeah. out of the park so that He can save our franchise. Like I, I don't think that that's like a, a set thing. I mean, and, and they're. They just they got to get they got to get the offense on track and they got to figure things out with that to, to restore some hope within things because if they did if they had an okay offense if they showed glimpses here and there and they'd you know if we could just get over the turnovers or we just you know then I think you might be able to talk yourself into this is a team that's you know going to be in the mix of the playoffs I, I mean I think right now as it appears they're going to be in the mix of the playoffs so yeah and and I would just say you know that there's some correlations to what he's talking about like so Miami a few years ago when they decided to rip it down to the studs and by the way we're tanking right yeah I mean, that's kind of fact, not opinion at this point. Um, they had young, talented players to deal for high draft. Like, Minka Fitzpatrick went for Oof. a one, right? Yeah. He got a first, they traded him to Pittsburgh for a one. Like, who were the Patriots trading for a first-round pick? Like, I'm not con convinced you could trade Mac Jones for a first-round pick right now. Like, who, who would they deal that would get you a first-round pick that you'd be willing to deal? I mean, right, right, right now. Do they have it? I mean, like Matthew Judon, like would he get a first round pick in return? I maybe, but I don't think so. But why would you? Too I mean, he's like the best guy you have on your team. No, I know, but I'm just like using it like to, to the the emailer is saying like start over, rip the band aid off, and and sell off all pieces that you have. I just don't know that they had a lot of really attractive pieces. Uh. I think they had guys that they could trade for sure, but. They were going to get you day three picks. Right. Yep. 
And like, like I don't know how that right. helps and your those process. Are like the Isaiah wins of the world when people wanted like, oh, just flip him. You're not getting those high. Everybody numbers. wanted to just flip Isaiah win. Like you could do that and get like a second round pick in return. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, Gary in East Hanover, New Jersey. Um, he says the New York Jets led by a second year turnover prone quarterback who went 18 for 25 for 154 yards and a touchdown defeated the Bills. They did so with a solid running game and a defense that forced turnovers. If the Patriots are unable to be competitive against the Bills, as they have been in their last two meetings, it will be an indictment on the entire coaching staff and the direction of the team. See, that's... I take issue with forced. <laughs> like, I, I just... I caution against just reading into one game. And this is why, you know, the point that you made that I pushed back on earlier, Fred. Because I, I think you could cherry-pick a game and say, well, they did it. Well, then why can no one else do it? Like, so the Jets, like, that's the magic defense? That's the only one that, you know, like, what do you think happened on Sunday? Yeah, I didn't see the game. What do you think no, happened on Sunday? I, I mean, I watched enough of it to know like that, Josh, had, that they, the, the, the Bills were not on their game like that it, game. The, the, the Jets avoided it, right? the turnovers. Jets avoided stupid turnovers. Zach Wilson didn't make any of the mistakes that he made. They did your thing. They ran the ball. They didn't push the issue. And when it came down to the end, they made the last plays. Like, I, I didn't watch the game. I did see the highlights just like everybody else. My guess is Buffalo played like crap. Okay? I'm not going to tell you that the Jets didn't have something to do with them playing like crap. I'm sure they did. You saw the Josh Allen but interception, right, where he threw it right to the guy, right? <laughs> like, with no one on him. I've seen – yeah, he threw – like, he, that was a Zach Wilson interception right. is what it was. Yeah. I heard Fred right. Toucher talk Perfect. about that this morning. <laughs> um <laughs> Anything can happen in like in an individual game. You can you can st- like even the best offense can have a bad day. Like so, why I push back on Fred? Like Kansas City's one, Buffalo's three, and points scored. Well, you know, on Sunday they only scored seventeen points, and the Chiefs only scored twenty. Yeah, and they're averaging thirty. So that means most days they get more than thirty because they only got seventeen the other day, and they're still averaging like twenty nine or whatever it is, and the Chiefs are averaging 30. Like, my guess is Josh Allen was crappy the other day, and the the Jets hung around and found a way to steal it at the end. Yeah. I think Josh Allen would agree with you. Uh, Neil in New Brunswick, I know the theme of this show is to focus on the negative. However, if you went into a coma the day after we lost 47-17 to to the Bills in the playoffs after forcing zero punts and wake up, and I tell you the following. One, Josh McDaniels leaves with three coaches. J.C. Jackson is gone. No major free agent additions. Eastgal leaves Patriots unfiltered. <laughs> Trade down in the first round to take a Division II guard. No offensive coordinator. We are changing the offense. Find out Matty P is the play caller. We look terrible all preseason. And Mac Jones gets hurt and misses three and a half games. What would you guess our record is? Five and four. Honestly, five and four feels all right to me right now. You may now return to the negative. Five and four. Yeah. Like I the Feels only right the only me. thing I would have done if you asked me before the season, I would have said they would have beaten Chicago and they would have lost to the Colts. Because I thought the Colts were going to be good with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. That's it. I had them five and four at the bye. Yeah. I mean I I don't know what his point is. I mean it's they're five and four and they have one of the worst offenses in the league. They've had one of the best defenses in the league and, and that's where it is. It comes out at five and four, but We'll see. We'll see in the second half. And they half have what one of the best is. defenses in the league in the individual. 
I could go back to my, my offenses, and I can tell you the ones that are at the bottom, and those are the ones that you beat up. Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's what happens. Like, you can tell me all these things that you thought, but these weren't the people that were calling in before the season telling me that, that there's no hope. I didn't hear any of that before the season. And we certainly didn't give you any of that. There's no hope. We had concerns about Matt Patricia. Probably me uh, top of that list, right? Yeah, Fred and I were more concerned about the defense. <laughs> right. <laughs> defense is now the least <laughs> of our concerns. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I am. I remain every every bit as con- no, concerned right. about the you're defense right. no, as I am the offense. No, but You have reason to be. Um, th- just I, I didn't hear from these people that, that felt going in without Josh McDaniels, without J.C. Jackson, and without an offensive coordinator, we're doomed. Like I, I, I didn't hear from these people in the summer. And now all of a sudden you go five and four and you want to throw a parade. Uh, let's go to Patty and Agawam. What's up, Patty? Good point, Polly. Um, I was one of those guys that thought that Mac was going to take that second year leap and they were going to be a, look like a playoff team going into the bye. And uh, before I get into my point, let me just say that Western Mass is beautiful at this time of year. Oh yeah, Berkshires. Forget about the it. foliage. Foliage. Yeah. The so waterfalls. To me, it's obvious what's wrong with this team, at least offensively. i got to say, um, at least through nine games, I'm, I'm satisfied with what the defenses look like. It hasn't been perfect, but they've been competitive. Um, I, I agree. The, the three things that stick out to me are, number one, of course, the offensive line. Number two, whether Mac guys, and I'm a Mac guy, want to admit it or not, the quarterback. And by virtue, number three is red zone. You know, and what I would like to see him do, like Dante's thing, coming out of the bye, just stick with five guys. You know, don't be benching guys, even if they're struggling. I'm. I would rather see Cole Strange stick it out for the rest of the season and work through his struggles than than have an Isaiah win. You never know what the hell you're going to get with that guy playing whatever position he's playing. I mean, aside from a couple penalties a game, and I know like all the everyone along the line has committed penalties, but. To me, I think that's that's a good starting point. Just stick, get you know, get five guys out there and just let them play out the rest of the season. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's I like continuity and I like those things in, in establishing that in the offensive line. I just, I mean, I think what the coaching staff is signaling to us is that it's beyond the pale of how bad the play has been. And you know, I'm sure they would love to push through it with Cole Strange and give him a chance to work through those issues. I just. I think probably they got to a point where we feel like we're doing more bad than good with him right now. We're putting our quarterback maybe in danger. I mean, the moves at right tackle, that signals everything you need to know. I mean, they, they clearly yeah. – you're not, you're not starting. You could just in, in, in week eight or week nine all of a sudden out of nowhere if, if you're feeling good. So I like it in theory. I just – I don't know if that Me makes too. a difference. I like the idea of the five, five – you know, sticking with five. I just don't know who the five best are. Like or I, where I'm not, and how you jig, and I, how you and I know Bill around. won't Bill won't do this because he doesn't do it that way. But I don't want to just stick with Cole Strange because he's the first round pick. Right. If he isn't Try as good as point. if right. he isn't as good as somebody else, he That's shouldn't not play. Not fair to anybody. Uh, thanks for the call, Patty. Let's go to Aaron in Flint, Michigan. What's up, Aaron? Aaron. Aaron. Hey, Aaron. It's not there. And you know, as for the red zone stuff that Patty was talking about, like. I'd, I'd settle with getting to the red zone now. Like, all of a sudden, they don't even get to the, to the red zone anymore. And when they do get there, the ball is usually given to them already in the red zone. Uh, Willie's in Philly. What's up, Willem? Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Fred? How you doing? Good. 
I'm right now. Um, so if I'm if I'm the Jets, Minnesota Bills, and the Dolphins, you know what I'm thinking about on defense? Trying to get at Matt, I'm taking away Stevenson and Jacoby Myers because that's all you go to. Yep. I'm gonna yeah. make you use them other receivers. Yeah. Yeah. You know well, I mean? it, yeah, that and, and just tackle because like they throw the ball to Stevenson a lot, but just tackle. Just I mean, tackle. You I know, like yeah. this game, he was like. I think he had three catches on seven targets or something like that. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just and um, they Bill has broken Max so badly. And, I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, and between the joint practices, the off season stuff, the 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 lack of skilled players and everything, it's it's just a mess on the offensive side. I'm like, I don't know how I don't know how Matt going to bounce back from this. I really don't. I don't know how you're going to be. Those the rest of the teams coming up after the bye week. I, I yep. really don't. No. I'll leave it at that, gentlemen. Take All care. right. Yeah. It's going to start All with right. the Jets. Yeah. Uh, so do you think – I think that w- William just brought up a, a point that I think is kind of interesting. Do you think that there is um, a cause and effect to the way that Mac was kind of handled, say, a month ago? Well, I mean, you did hear from some players saying, you know, not – not these words, but, you know, Mac got done dirty a little bit. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just – I feel like it's looked the same. So I, I don't I don't really see, like, the impact of it. Like, he, if you could say he hasn't turned it around yet. Oh, no, I, guess, I think he's playing – But like, it's just been the same. Oh, no, I think he's gotten worse. I think it's been worse since, since mm-hmm. he came back from the injury. I thought, like, the Baltimore game, I know that there was three picks. But I think there were things to be encouraged about the way he played that game. And I know that sounds counterintuitive. He threw three picks. But I thought he made a lot of plays in that game. I haven't seen really any plays that he's made over the last the last couple. And for the most part, the offense has been completely set up by the defense the last two weeks. I, I wonder if maybe he's thinking half the time, I can't make a mistake. I can't make a mistake. If I throw if I, if I throw an interception, I might not get back in the game. You yeah, know, yeah. And I think it would have been – Really interesting to watch the pick six against the Jets. What would have happened if that mm-hmm. if that call doesn't get overturned? I, I and I, I I respect that point. I just I guess for me, I think if you're an NFL quarterback, you have to have a level of mental toughness probably above no doubt. anybody in an average society. And you know, and I and I, I hate that. I hate I as can a, I as can a I just can I just stop yeah. you in the middle yeah, of your explanation please. for real quick. Yeah. By no means was that meant to be a, a def- like uh, a, an excuse for Mac. Oh, I'm yeah, just yeah. Th- as an aside, Mac's playing, you know, bad. I mean, you, you can't even. He's been on a bad list like the last couple of weeks. I didn't mean that as a defense of Mac's play. I'm just saying, has that contributed to his yeah. bad play? Yeah, and 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 I come from you know as a I've talked about my hockey career, you know, being an offensive defenseman who Lustrous. you know, <laughs> you know, got benched sometimes, and and certainly. Entered games and situations as a player where I was afraid to make a mistake. And it's no way for anybody to play. And in my brief coaching experience, I wanted to absolutely ensure that my players were willing to make mistakes and forget about it and just go on. So I understand that point, and I, and I hate to think about a player being entering a game in that position. But I think when Matt came in, and I, and I, I interviewed people that knew him when he was a kid. I interviewed people that knew him since he was in Pop Warner. And... His ability to bounce back from this kind of stuff 
was always kind of highlighted and not and yes and, and and through youth football and high school football and at Alabama he was able to overcome that adversity but the recurring theme I had and I think we've seen it is that sometimes the mistakes and the bad things eat into him a little bit too much mentally and he can't let go of stuff and he can't move on well if everybody's if the one thing that everyone agrees on is that he bounces well back from mistakes that means he makes a lot of mistakes <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's it's and you know I, I the, the example that people used to where I think it was his, his the year before he started he got in um, I believe it was against Auburn um, and went toe-to-toe with them and was getting absolutely destroyed but was able to hang in there and that's the Mac that I want to see not the Mac that like you know and maybe Paul's right. No, but listen, I the, from the Mac that I've seen, he's an upbeat guy. Like, you know, like I, I, I know it's a little thing, but like after that first half of the Jets, they stunk. He had just thrown a, a pick six. Let's face it, he threw a pick six, okay? Um, I know Evan said it was a play that didn't happen. <laughs> it, it happened. And, you know, so I was looking at him, and he was the first guy out of that locker room, sprinted across the field, was upbeat, you know, and I was wondering, yeah. like, what would his, you know, body language be? And, you know, I see him after these post-game uh, press conferences. You know, I do think he's You don't guy. see an upbeat guy in these post-game No, but I, I don't do see a guy, like, hanging his head. I, I, I see a guy who's like, let's, let's, let's get to practice tomorrow. Let's, you know, I do, I do see a guy who, you know, wants to just – Keep taking on the 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 challenge. Uh, so far, yeah. So far, I just I guess for me, there's a little bit of a difference between putting on a brave face and actually turning the performance around and going out and yeah, you had a bad thing or you know the, maybe you think the coaches are benching you, but like you come out and you play mad and you produce and you know those are I think he's got to overcome that stuff and I mean you know we've talked about it plenty with the hit in the pads and I mean I think that was something that he really had to grow on as a player and yeah. I think this whole situation just tested him in a way that you know ultimately he probably needed to be tested to find out if he's a real you know the real deal as an NFL quarterback um, but I just it, it boils down to performance for me and I just I'd love to see him prosper in the face of adversity to to pro- the, the protection was awful tonight but Mac found a way he got he you know he made a couple steps he made a couple runs when he had to he got that that last drive he got us in the end zone when we needed to right. that's it's what like I, that's that what I need there was a wheel route available to Stevenson yep. and at uh, I think it was in the first half mm-hmm. um, and he overthrew him by a little bit he was under some pressure had probably probably had to throw it a little bit before he wanted to but the throw was there to be made and listen I think when it comes to the the list of things that I worry about with Mac Jones, his accuracy is probably well down the list. I think he generally throws the ball where it's supposed to go. But that's a play that he could have made. And, yeah, you could look and say, well, he was, he was getting rushed. That's, that's the, the, the good ones, yeah. you know, they, they find a way to, to do that. I'd and I think lately he hasn't been finding ways to do that. I'd highlight the, um, the short hop uh, to Thornton, too, as a play that – Stuck out to me where it just it, it looked like he wasn't comfortable. He kind of rushed it, yeah. you know, got it out quick. It was right at his feet. I think he had another guy wide open on the other side of the field too. Um, you know, I just think those are the things that are kind of coming up where it's just even when it's there, it, sometimes it's harder than it really should be. It's mental. Um, he doesn't look like he's seeing it very, very yeah. well. Yeah. Pal is in Arkansas. He says, in my personal opinion, I think Bill is tanking in his own way. Between trading away Shaq Mason, not having real coordinators, and the power surge of teams in the AFC East and the rest of the AFC, along with the amount of money the Patriots have to spend this up-and-coming season, 
I really think Bill is tanking because he knows they can't compete with the rest of the league in the playoffs due to the horses they have in the stable. I remember Paul saying a few years ago, teams don't tank by trying to lose on Sundays. They tank by who they put on the field and who was coaching. Do you think Bill is possibly tanking in his own way to get a top draft pick along with revamping the team for the near future? No. Well, if he is, he's going about it yeah. all wrong. He's got to tell the defense to, right. to cool gotta it. Stop winning. <laughs> defense. I mean, stop winning four out of five games. They're five and four. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of losing to do if that's the case. You're not going to get a top ten pick at five and four. Uh, Alex and Raleigh writes in, I see this season remaining more of the same, and no matter what the coaches do, who plays in the line, if it's Zappy or Mac, there's just too many problems on offense to start producing this year, and guys just have to continue to play their best on defense the rest of the season to say we have improved over the three years. Early in the show, you guys talked about the offensive struggles and how it starts at the line. If Andrews comes back during the bye and returns for Week 10, do you guys think there's any chance the offense starts to develop an identity or we just continue to get lucky because we are the Patriots and beat up on bad teams and teams with crucial players out from injury? Uh, P.S. Shout out to Jacoby Myers for being one of the best Patriots and a legendary Wolfpack player. I hope he stays with the team selfishly, but also want to see him get a shot as secondary wide receiver on a great team. He's a as a secondary piece on a great yeah. team. Yeah, maybe he's a he's a he's a first for me because usually if a guy like this was great for the Patriots, I would just be beside myself about wanting to keep him. But I like him so much personally that I think he's one of the rare ones where if he went somewhere and got a huge you'd, payday, you'd root for him. I'd root for him and be really happy that that he was Fred, able to Fred to, to success. But that's okay. <laughs> It's my. It's a rare one for me. Believe me. Usually, it's like they leave their dead to me. But it depends on the last words out the door. <laughs> See, now that I actually agree with. <laughs> no, I like. I could change my opinion if a guy was was all you know, snivelly on the way out the door. Yeah, if he goes, if he goes word. like as of today. If he went to another team, yeah, I'd be rooting for him. But if he goes but to also, another team and says, "Oh, that place is no fun," <laughs> like, it also right. depends on where he goes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, right. You don't want him going to the Buffalo. Jets. Like, if you went to Buffalo or the Jets or, like, Kansas City, you'd be oh, like, I'd have to break up doing? with him. I'd send him a strongly worded letter. Uh, Rick in Brookfield, Connecticut, first and foremost, I'm a Team Mac guy. He deserves to prove himself one way or another and for the rest of the season, and I would even say next year. Let him show us who he truly is. Our defense has the potential to be a playoff-caliber defense. It's becoming clear. As for the offense, I'm squarely looking at Bill and how he handled replacing McDaniels. Everyone gave him the side eye this offseason when he hired Judge and Patricia to run the offense. It's proven to be an awful experiment through nine games. One of the worst Patriots offenses I've ever watched despite arguably getting better on paper on the offensive side of the ball in the offseason. Yeah. yeah, I mean, said it. I mean, I, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. The proof is in the pudding. You get out there, you see what it actually looks like. It's just, it's, it's, it's. It's not good, Bob. Not great. No. This 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 offensive line problem goes back to giving Joe Tooney the franchise tag. <laughs> that was the beginning of the. That end. was the first that domino the to fall. Of, yes. Yeah. Ha, so can you walk me through that? Yeah. They over. They over. They they shouldn't have given him the franchise tag. They should have okay. just extended him. Okay. So. Why did they then have? So they chose not to extend him. Right. And they also chose not to keep the guy that they did extend, Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason, right. So, like, I'm not sure how those two well, things are whatever, correlated. Whatever, it started with Tooney. It, it started with Tooney. 
back when we had Joe yep. Tooney. Started with Tooney. Yeah. I'll just go with deep, it. Deep thinker. Yep. Kirsch. Yep. Deep thinker. It's true. Um, I agree with you that it was a, a mistake to franchise a guard. Yeah. But based on what I've seen, they could have extended him and he'd gotten traded for like a fifth round pick this year. Because that's basically what they did with the guy they, they did extend. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Jason in Connecticut, a lot has been made of the booing, and I'd like to address that. Yeah. It's my opinion that if you're a professional and you have a job, it's your responsibility to do the job to the best of your ability at all times without making excuses. If it is obvious to everyone that you're not doing your job properly, I think that it's a reasonable customer has the right to express their displeasure. So no matter what anyone says, I support Paul in getting righteously upset when he was in the Dunkin' Donuts line and that he was completely justified in calling the barista an incompetent boo. <laughs> Paul, we have your back. <sighs> <sighs> boo so this man. So ju- just, um, I mean, I know that this, that was kind of like a long way to take a shot at me, which is fine because I deserve it. Um, I don't think people have a problem with booing. I think what was different that night was the calls for Zappy before Mac even took a snap. Mm-hmm. And there were calls for Zappy before they ran an offensive play. Yeah. Like, people don't find people don't think there's a difference in that. Like, in your home stadium, they're not wanting you to play. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Welcome to Massachusetts. <laughs> but, you know, sure, if he goes out and throws three picks, what are we doing here? You know, make a change. Um, now, Paul, you might remember. Probably not. Wasn't there a time where there was <clears throat> a faction of Patriots fans who wanted Grogan over Eason? Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted Grogan over Eason. Yeah. I did they, that. did yeah. they yell at the games or stuff? Or? Probably, but that yeah. was after Eason was bad. Yeah. How long did Eason get before he was deemed bad? Like, what was his... Uh, and it wasn't even like that he was that bad. It was that he just wasn't tough. Soft. Yeah. yeah. He was soft. Ron Meyer used to say he was too small, like frail. He was frail. About his own quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't because he didn't want to draft him. Now, again, uh, yeah. I'm sure that's one of those that the coaches like to do. Don't Not blame me. Guy. I yeah. didn't want that right, guy. Right, right. Um, I don't know. It was he? I think he started some games his rookie year in 83. Like, like, see, the thing about Grogan is Grogan was the prototypical. Grogan could have only been a thing here. Well, here, like Philly, yeah, you know, like some hard scrabble northeast town. Like he wasn't that good. Like, and I'd love me some Steve Grogan. I, I mean, he used to be here a lot in the stadium, Mike. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love the guy. But he was the most consistently inconsistent player I've ever seen. And there's people to this day will tell you he's by far and away the second best quarterback in franchise history behind Brady. And half of those people only begrudgingly give Brady the nod. Like, it's a, a psychosis yeah. when it comes to the player that Grogan was. He yeah. ran around. He wore a stupid neck brace. He knocked, you know, he would take on linebackers, and the fans loved him because of it. And then he'd throw six picks. Right. And everybody say, yeah, but he's tough. <laughs> like, yeah, and we didn't make the playoffs but because he threw six picks. He would have stretches where he'd get hot. Yeah. And then he, the next game, he, like Paul said, he would just give he it to the He was great coming off the bench yeah. and, and, and injecting life. I, and like, the last half of his career, he became a really effective piece that way. When Easton was, was bad and the offense was struggling, he'd come in and, 
he'd run a naked bootleg and you know run for a touchdown His and stuff knees like that bone on bone oh, i mean yeah. oh yeah i have nothing bad to say about steve grogan the yeah. person but as a quarterback he was thoroughly thoroughly average it's definitely a window in, into a little bit of what makes boston such a crazy sports town and you know and it's like and that's why i think when mac was getting booed it's like I get it. This is how fans are here, but I also know that like when you get, when you win these fans over, they will love you forever. You know, and then you don't even have to be the well, greatest of all time. We never we never really had the flashy team. Like even when the Celtics were great, you know, not the sixties. I mean, the Bird. It was Larry Bird who was this like blue collar, you know, guy who couldn't get six inches off the floor, you know, like but just did it with his toughness and his smarts and. You know, the Bruins were the big, bad Bruins. And, you know, we weren't really flashy. You know, Cam Neely for a while was, like, the best score we had, and then they took his knees out, you know? Mm, it's like – so we were always, like, a team that did it not with, like, the Gretzky or Joe Namath. You know, we were always – I like Paul's comparison to Philly, too, like the Broad Street Bullies. Like, you know, just yeah. that, that, like, team that Philly. embraces Yeah, just East tough. Coast yeah. or Northeast, you know, I should say. Uh, tough guys, you know, that's that was always, you know, the way we were. Although New York seems like those teams kind of root for the big stars. Like those were, you know, like the big that's stars. That's why I didn't include to, them. Yeah. Like he, he might have yeah. been he, like he might have been a thing for the Jets, but not the Giants because they're, too, you know, they're too <laughs> highbrow. Um, yeah. I mean, Fred, Fred's Boston point. I know what his, his point is. So instead of pushing back and like saying things like Bobby Orr and like 2007. Mm. But even, know, even, even had the Bobby Orr things. was our great player, but he was a defenseman. But he was the greatest player of all time. Well, it's Gretzky. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, but like he never, but he never got like hardcore hockey fans know that Bobby Orr was the best. But now when they talk about the best players of all time, they talk about Gretzky and Lemieux and, and Bobby Orr kind of is like a side note, unless you're from Boston. Mike, right, right. Mike, uh, I guess can you, but can I also you, can you help me here? I also think, though, that there are certainly probably Bruins fans like in the 70s who are like, I mean, yeah, Bobby Orr is awesome, but I mean, Derek Sanderson, though. Like, like the guy they really love oh, yeah. is the Derek Sanderson of the world. But do you hear, like, hockey people say the greatest players of all time and not include Bobby Orr? Oh, no, he's there. Okay. Him and Lemieux and yeah. Gretzky. Gretzky, you know, Gordie Howe. Gordie Howe, scorer, you know. L but longevity. Yeah, playing him like his Bobby Hall, but Bobby Orr, shooter. Yeah, you know, <laughs> to say Maurice that Rocket Richard. To say Bobby Orr was not flashy <laughs> yeah. is like, I don't know. I don't know what the definition of flashy is when you have yeah. a defenseman scoring a hundred points every year. Right? I mean, I. It's funny is I mean. There was just a huge explosion of hockey here, I think, with, with, oh, because with Bobby Orr. Because of him. Rinks were built because of him. And I was, him. you know, as yeah. a kid growing up, late 70s, early 80s, like, I mean, it was a left-handed shooting defenseman who, th like, thinks he's Bobby. Like, Bobby Orr kind of ruined me in some ways, thinking that, like, every time I'd get the puck, I'd stop behind the net. You Did know, you I'd say that to Pearl? Scan. Like, <laughs> when Pearl? Who do you think you are, Bobby Orr? Deuce, <laughs> sit over here. Deuce. But I saw Bobby Orr do it. <laughs> yeah. Pearl. You know what was one I did, Paul, was uh, – Stopped in back of the net, and they had, like, the kids swooping in and did the old off, off the, back the back of, of the, the net. net. I did that, like, one of my first prep school practices. And the coach came over and just started. He's like, that might have worked in D3 back in me. That's not going to work. You know, chew me out, but that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. Did it work when you uh, did it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like oh, some yeah. JV kid. Uh, Andrew in L.A. Um, <laughs> been wondering why offenses have dropped off scoring. Here's my thoughts. Thoughts? The, the top offenses have been dealing with injuries, aging, or trades. Last year, Dallas was the number one offense. This year, they lost Cooper. Dak has been hurt, and Zeke is a ghost. 
Tampa, they're dealing with no Gronk, no AB. Godwin is a shell of himself and has lost two steps. Evans has been dealing with an insane amount of drops. Oh, and if Leftwich calls one more run play on first down, I'll probably commit myself to an insane asylum. Buffalo and KC are still high octane. Chargers have had their two wide receivers hurt. Rams no longer have OBJ or Bobby Trees, and their line is old. Arizona and Green Bay were tied for 10th last year. Arizona hasn't had Kirk, who I believe was underrated. They didn't have Hopkins for the first six weeks. And then Brown went down, and the Packers traded the actual two-time MVP to the Raiders. I think this is why we have seen high-octane That's an excellent. That's an excellent email. Yeah, ran it's, it right all, down. it's all true. It's an yep. excellent email. Yeah. I did like the uh, he's been dealing with drops. <laughs> what is that? Like That seems like... Isn't he dropping the ball? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah he's, it's not his fault. He's just he's dealing with them. I mean, No, but like everything he said. Now, <laughs> yeah. I would say that the larger issues with the Rams and the, the Bucks are offensive line related. Sure. Um, because I still think they both both of those teams have enough weapons to move the ball better than they have. And uh, Robert Woods wasn't on the Rams last year. Bobby Trees. So they didn't lose Bobby Trees. Um, but, yeah, that, those are a lot of good points. Yeah. Um, some of the better offenses in the league have taken hits. Now, that said, there are other teams that should be better offensively than they have been, like the Raiders that Fred brought up earlier. Yeah. And you also have a team like the Dolphins that is, you know, gone yeah. from nothing to – Now, they are doing well. Now, they're but doing well. They, you know, but their numbers won't say it because they had three games when yeah. that stiff Tua wasn't playing, and suddenly he went from, like, 35 points a game down to, to nothing. Yeah. Right. MVP. So, Fred yeah. – before we uh, wrap this up, <laughs> I, I posted uh, just some midseason award winners today, Le- oh, yeah. league-wide. Yeah, league-wide. Um, MVP of the league? Yeah, halfway point. Oh man! Don't be afraid. I, I Don't d- be afraid. There's oh. no wrong answers. Spit them out. I mean, he says no one else. I attack him if he says probably the wrong Josh thing. Allen, but you know. Yeah. So I picked Tua, and. Yeah, I picked him, and it showed when he was out. They right, and that yeah. was that was part of my reasoning. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people say he's. A but wasn't that the same thing if Josh Allen was out? He's a side. Co- well, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, Paul predicting. What? Paul predicting he's going to be out. Oh, I, I don't think that's like a stretch. Really? Oh no! Did oh. you see? Like, did you see him like holding his arm? I know, the but day? then you said he saw he threw for seventy yards after that. I, I, I don't think that helped it. I know, but <laughs> so they're going to do a test. What if they find, oh, that's, it's not that bad. We'll just do this and that and the other thing. It seemed like that was what Mort was pumping. Mort was saying, it did that, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't think yeah. there's any need to So, I mean, it. like, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm holding out hope. It's oh. not that bad. Mortensen. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was part of my reasoning was, like, I know that everybody thinks two is a sidecar and just along for the ride. But right. when he was out, Teddy Bridgewater is a – a, like a good, serviceable, professional backup. Right. And they didn't have anywhere near the production when he was playing. Right. Like, I, I won't say that he, you know, the third the third string seventh rounder, Skylar Thompson, I'm not holding him to that standard, but there should have been, like, Buffalo's going to turn it over to Case Keenum, who I think is like Teddy Bridgewater. Like, it should look okay. They have enough offensively. They should still be able to move the ball. I'm not telling you they're going to score 35 points a game, but the fact that my, uh, Miami couldn't do anything offensively in those three games told me it wasn't just scheme. It was Tua. I, I've been really impressed with him. I mean, I don't know how Patriot fan couldn't be impressed with Tua after you haven't really had any answers for him over these you know, past three years. So I, I, I'm with you. When you asked me that question, I, I mean, 
he's been consistent. As Fred said, he, he's pr- proved what he was worth when he was out. I, I, I still just, worry about him. Game is big one. You know, in bad weather. We'll see because yeah. what, what that that'll be like what New Year's Day mm-hmm. here. Yep. Yeah, I don't think he'll play very well in that game. Oh, I would love it. So I'd love to get the. What I did was I picked a winner and then I had like in the mix. So I had I did have Josh Allen, um, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts were the other three guys that I Perfect. had in the in the mix. I would say Mahomes definitely could. You know, especially after without Hill, he's you can make an argument that Mahomes is the MVP right now, and I don't, sure. I wouldn't argue with you. What about Micah Parsons? Uh, so he was my, de- uh, he he's in the mix for defensive Deep player point. of the year. Yeah. I, you know who I picked defensive player of the half year? Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon. Yeah, sure. He has three more sacks than the next closest guy. Good Paul. And, and you know that I wouldn't do it just for that. Yeah. Like you make fun of me all the time. Anything but Patriots.com, well. which is not true. Uh, um, well. But, yeah, I had Micah Parsons was in the mix uh, for that. Offensive player of the year? Offensive player of the year. Half, you know, half year. <sighs> I don't know. Um, don't I just Jamar Chase. You? Why don't I just tell you the <laughs> answer? Uh, I picked Tyreek Hill. That's what I was going to Okay. That's, okay. Was That's gonna fair. Say. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I had Nick Chubb was in that mix. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. I think Derrick Henry was in that mix. You better be. Yeah. Oh, so I don't want to get yeah. you mad at get me. Get me mad. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Coach of the year. Coach Nick Sirianni? I was just going to say Sirianni from <laughs> the Eagles. Um, no? <laughs> Mike McDaniel? This is why I like to run these things by people before I post them. I didn't even have him in the mix. <laughs> Guys ain't no. I didn't even have him in the mix. <laughs> oh, so you were laughing at us. You were laughing at yourself. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about Nick Sirianni. <laughs> yeah, I picked Brian Dable as my mm-hmm. Coach of the half he's year. A good, he's um, a good one. Yeah, I have no problem with my pick, except for I put in the mix, and I even put four coaches in the mix and didn't have Nick Sirianni as one of them. Oh. That's 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 errant on my part. I had um, Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah, was one of them. I, you got Mike give McDaniel him was yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, I would say Seahawks are my biggest, one of my biggest yeah. surprises. Yeah, and I picked yeah. Geno Smith for my comeback yeah. player of the year. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of. Uh, what did he too. come back from, Paul? Playing bad? <laughs> well, he just kind of like obscurity. No, I know. He's he hasn't played. Yeah. Geno Smith. Yeah. Crazy. That, what they've done Does Mike know our comeback player of the year conundrum? Um, what is that? Yeah. Comeback player of Paul the year. Paul doesn't like that moniker. But, but no one does. Yeah. I think it's usually the most famous guy who had the biggest injury. Right. And then right. played the right. next and year. And then came back and played <laughs> well. Or, or did you stake one year and come back the next year? Yeah. I don't know. What, what, what is it? It's a I nebulous know. term. I think it's Whatever. just an attaboy for somebody who, who had some was down on their luck for a season. Yeah. Uh, Josh and Turner's Falls. My girlfriend surprised me with tickets to Sunday's game, and it was great. Only my second time to Gillette. Every point scored and played that was great happened in, right in front of me in Section 115. It was awesome. People Ooh, were splurged. blowing Mac and chanting Zappy. <laughs> and I got into it with a couple mainly because they were wearing Mac jerseys. Oh. And that, to me, is the crazy part, booing <laughs> a second-year quarterback for a rookie. The offense as a whole needs help, lots, but it's not all Mac. Open the freaking playbook. Stop running on second and ten. Judon, defensive player of the year. Myers extension. Stevenson continuing to show promise. These are things I'm looking forward to. Love the show. I'll try to get a game in later this week. 
Okay. Mike, you want to tell him about uh, st- his complaint about stop running on second and ten? I mean, that's their, it's their strength. It's their strength. It's the only thing they do well on offense. <laughs> we get away from that. Second and long runs. Technically yeah. second and medium. If we're going we're to get too, too specific, but yeah. Uh, Russell in Arkansas says, on the topic of Tom coming back to New England, would it be crazy to think the, p- the Crafts could give Tom a piece of the pie in ownership? Maybe that will tickle Paul's pole. Dilly dilly. It's so, crazy, it's but illegal. illegal. Yeah. Well, it's not illegal if you declare it, right? If you say, if you get approval by the league to do that, and it's part of his compensation, you have to, like, it's part of the salary cap. I mean, based on the Miami thing, it seems like that's one of the things that he probably would want, right? Like, to, to, to go to another team at this point. I mean, that seems like that would, that would, that would move the needle, as Paul says, I think. Yeah. Some equity. I don't think there's anything the Patriots could do to get Brady to come back here. I, I really don't. Mend fences. Another ten-year run. I don't know. Everything. And I don't mean. Now, I don't mean come back here. Like physically come. Like we're retiring your number, Tom. You know, whatever. Like I, I mean to come back and be part in the of the organization and be a leader. And, you know. uh, John in Auburn writes in. Why wouldn't the Colts have called a draw after the third or fourth sack on third and long? On the replays, it seemed like Judon and Uche were flying up the backfield. A draw could have slowed them down, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they called a couple of runs on third and long, and those got taken down for like four or five-yard gains too. Like, I don't know. The, the Colts were overmatched. Realistically, though, where do you think Brady <clears throat> – could go next year. You guys said San Fran was that? Yeah, the, that San was, Fran that's is an the one everybody one. talks about. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere else you think he would? Uh, I don't know where what what he would be interested in, but you know, New Orleans, Carolina, mm-hmm. San Fran. Um, who else? I mean, Raiders. Dare I say the Raiders? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'd, I don't know. There's I, no way Josh gets fired, right? Like this year, with, with, I just with can't Ziegler imagine. In there? I can't imagine that. That you fire no. a guy unless, no and you, you're not firing a guy in one year because of his record. Something hap- has to happen. Like the players are in Davis, you know, D- Mark Davis's yeah. office every day. Like this guy's a clown. He's got to go. Like, um, why can't I think of his name? Nathaniel Hackett mm-hmm. in Denver, by all accounts, is over his head. Yeah, you know, if they decided to part ways with him after a year, it's not because. Th- their record is whatever it's going to end up. It's going to be because they didn't feel like he was fit to be a coach. You know what I mean? How do you make that mistake? That I mean, just such an important decision. So much money involved. So much focus on the media, and you and you get the guy wrong in one year. Like Fred, one Fred year. and I will tell you, and we, we we've stood by this for years. I think it's harder to find the right coach than it is the right quarterback. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. I don't think there are a lot of go- I don't think there are a lot of great coaches in the NFL. There, there aren't. That's what's not weird. head coaches. That's why it's weird. Like yeah. Nick yeah. Sirianni out of nowhere. Like you know what? <clears throat> how do you know? How do you know? Like how do you know Sean McVay? He's going to work, but maybe all these other, you know, Sean McVay wannabes. Maybe they're not going to work. I don't know. Maybe some of them out. You know, Zach Taylor has had some success. Maybe yep. he knows what he's doing. You know, mm-hmm. I like. Lafleur up in Green yeah, Bay. I was just thinking of him. I mean, his record is ridiculous. I don't think he's. I don't think he knows how to coach. <laughs> you know what? You know what really bugs me about him. He knows you know how to groom a goatee. You know these great. stupid things that bug me. Like, yeah. You know, like I have my, my, my quirks. When they're on defense at the end of the game and they need a stop, and he's like, 
exhorting the crowd. Oh, so yeah. he's, just, he's in fan mode at that point? You're a head coach <laughs> of the Green Bay Packers. Right. Right. And you're, 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 you're a cheerleader. Wow. Um, we haven't really t- – we, we mentioned it briefly at the beginning of the show, but what do you think about, like, the Colts bringing on Jeff Saturday to be the head coach? Huh. He's never even coached in the NFL, period. <clears throat> like, at any level. Like, the highest level he's ever coached was a couple years in high school. Seriously. It, it just seems like, like, what like, is, a, uh, like oh, oh, They obviously are tanking, right? Eccentric, it's billionaire. It's just like, you know, we'll, we'll get a guy do. in there that the fans love. It's just a placeholder, I, I guess. And, you know – that's all that we're doing right now. But, like, isn't that kind of an insult to the whole profession of coaching? <laughs> Pretty much. You know? I, I mean, like, that, they would do that? Jim or like, say. I didn't know, really. Elevate one of your other coaches to be an interim coach, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything you said, I agree with. But it seems like Ursay thinks this guy's going to be the guy. But he's never done anything like I know. this. But like, like, I thought it was just kind of a gimmick to get you through this. Listen. We're not going to win any more games. I just want just somebody I in. like. Yeah, just come Be in. Be nice to everybody. Someone that we can sort of control. Yeah. You know, shepherd us through these last eight weeks, and, you know, we'll make it worth your while. And then you can go. It didn't sound like Ursay was thinking that way. No. The way he was talking yesterday. Well, I mean, that you was, can't who knows what he's thinking. the way he talks, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, he really is tough. But it does seem like an opportunity to, you know, give someone a chance in some regard um, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. It just seemed when I saw it, I was like, that, that sounds about right. Jim Irsay kind of doing his own thing and that's how it's going to be with them. I don't know. Here, here's my, you know, whacked out theory on the whole cold situation. I think Frank Wright got what he wanted. Yeah. I think Frank Wright, I, I, I don't know if he resigned. He may have actually gotten fired. Like they said, like they said, but I think. He didn't like the, what was going going on. He didn't like what w- what was happening and what they wanted to do in terms of like Matt Ryan, because this is a money thing. You yeah. know that, right? There's a, there's a money uh, component to Matt Ryan not playing any more games, right? You know, we're benching him. This is not because of his shoulder injury. We're benching him. You know, don't get this. Don't, don't like to me that didn't smell right from the start. And I think after a couple of weeks of having to deal with the mess. Wright just went to him and said, this isn't right. Yeah. First of all, you owe the guy, he, you know, he's done nothing but be professional for us. You owe the guy a chance to play and work his way out of this, whether it costs you money next year or not. And secondly, if you're going to give these guys a chance to win any games, you got to give me at least an opportunity to, to move the ball. Like, I heard, I heard someone saying, what happened at the Colts? Like, last year at least, you know, when they, they choked at the end of the year and lost their last two, but they were going to make the put. They went 9-8 and eight last year. And when Matt Ryan stopped playing quarterback, they were three, two, and one. Like it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now they're not going to. Th- they'll be lucky to win two more games. Yeah. Based on what I saw on on, if on that, Sunday, if that. I mean, I no, don't know how. I, it's like no, but I'm saying I don't know what the locker room's like. If they're all Frank Wright guys and they really like their coach, I mean. But do you think there's a chance that he went to them and said, you know what, I, I'm out. Yeah. Like either you you. There to is a chance. Either do yeah. right and, and get – because I think this is a, a an orchestrated money-saving venture for Matt Ryan and tanking. Yeah. I think they have to get off the, the veteran quarterback carousel and they're tanking. And, and in doing so, I think it's something like if Matt Ryan gets hurt and they have to guarantee his salary for next year and he's on the books for like $36 million or something like that, 
this is money to me. This is all about money. And I think Reich might have said, this isn't right, what we're doing. Do you think that this, uh, I don't want to say, puts this style in the grave of trying to continually rebuild with just a free agent quarterback? I mean, the way the Patriots have done it, they had a year with a free agent, and then they drafted a guy, and they're kind of now going through growing pains with that guy. I just, I, I wonder, just a case study of difference, of, of way of replacing that position. It seems like the two teams are, are both, you know, experiencing some some trouble with it. There's no easy way until you get the guy who gets in there. But I just, it's got to be a hard way to live every year, bringing in a new veteran quarterback, got to adjust to them, got to, you know, tweak the systems and all that kind of stuff with you yeah. know, new guys, new leaders, new personalities. I don't think anybody ever would have wanted to be on the free agent carousel yeah. by design. It's when your team's like the Colts, when you're good, but you're not great, but you're not bad enough to be in position to, to draft one of the one of the good quarterbacks. Like It's not like they're passing up quarterbacks in the draft to go with Phillip Rivers or you know yeah, Carson Wentz dead, or, or Matt zone. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon's in Oregon. What's up, Brandon? Hey, <clears throat> hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Um, just uh, yeah, had a little uh, entertaining prediction for next year since we're on the bye week. Wanted to see what you guys thought. So if the uh, quarterback play, regardless of if we make the playoffs or not, if the quarterback play just continues how it has been so far this season, my prediction is that if things keep going south in Green Bay and Rodgers is out of there, I got Rodgers coming to, to New England on uh, maybe like a two-year deal, something like that. And him and Belichick uh, go for a Super Bowl before uh, both of them hang it up. Yeah. I mean, certainly the way Bill was talking who's, up who's Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> I can see where you would think that. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm sorry. What? He's saying two years Rodgers coming here next year. You, and you don't know that that whether that will happen or not? Yeah. Okay. I'll clear it up for you. It won't. No, I said I could see. I, could I can't. Un- I could understand the way Bill talked up Aaron Rodgers, people thinking that. But, yeah, I don't think it'll happen. I, I, I just say I think Max is back next year. I think they're, I think they're going to do it. <laughs> you think so? Yep. Yeah. You think so? Yep. I think $50.3 million. <laughs> That's what Aaron Rodgers makes. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening in two years. But, two but Paul, he'll take a discount to come here. Play with Thanks, Brandon. These guys. All right. Um, that's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. We'll be back tomorrow, big day tomorrow, uh, turning our eyes to the bye week tomorrow. We turn the page to the bye week. But Evan will be here tomorrow, uh, practice tomorrow, so not that injuries really matter at the bye week, but we'll get maybe, the mood. Maybe Andy we'll pop get the in, mood. Then we'll visit, have maybe. Catch 22 next week's tomorrow. So we'll have a big, big day tomorrow. See you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original.